Hear the word of our Lord from the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, beginning in the 13th verse. A foolish son is ruin to his father, and a wife's quarreling is a continual dripping of rain. House and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome back, everybody, to our Sex and Marriage series. Last week, we missed a recording, so I decided to do a live stream. And then I realized that a lot of people were coming into the live stream after we talked about the main topic. And then a lot of people were like, man, I was gypped. <laughs> so I figured, let's go ahead and talk about what we were bringing up last week during the live stream so that everybody can hear about long-distance relationships. Now, I have some personal experience with this one. My wife and I were long-distance for a year and a half, just about. We were dating for 13 or so months, and then we had a four- or five-month engagement, all of which was online, long-distance. I was living in Washington State. She was living in Southern California, we had to make it work. And so that's what we're talking about today. Long distance and or online relationships. How does that work? Can it work? Is there benefit from it? Well, you could say that I'm a success story. Starting my relationship with my now wife online, long distance, now we've been married for over 10 years. We have children together. It's great. Of course, that's not everybody's experience. The online dating scene, depending on who you are, it is either a beautiful, bounteous thing where you just have your pick of the litter from the opposite sex and you have choice paralysis, really. <laughs> You're so attractive and so well off that you're getting those DMs or winks or whatever Plenty of Fish or Christian Mingle is doing right now. And everybody is hunky-dory. Everything's great. For other people, online dating is like being in a wasteland where you are some sort of plague bearer and everybody flees from you. And oh my goodness, is it lonely. Oh my goodness, is it painful. Now, in the past, I have told people, don't do online dating. You should be looking for IRL people to date, to have a relationship with, etc. It is simply too dangerous, given the plethora of hookers, catfishers, scammers, and bots out there on these online dating sites that want to separate you from your money. Or some sort of troll that just wants you to be humiliated. They want to get a rise out of you and ruin your day. There are also individuals out there who are untrustworthy. Maybe they want to get into a relationship, but it's not the kind of relationship that you are looking for, oh Christian man or Christian woman. To the contrary, maybe they just want you to fly over somewhere, give them a bunch of money, they want to sleep with you, and that's about it. It's terrible out there. I agree. But one of the things that does change it a little bit is that my wife and I 
were aware of each other's existence before we started online dating. There was a brief time where we attended the same church, she was friends with an ex-girlfriend of mine, etc. We knew about each other, and then I went away to the Navy, and we eventually reconnected. So what made online dating a tenable option for us is that we knew each other. We understood that neither of us was a bot or a scammer or a catfisher or a troll or anything like that or somebody with bad intentions. So we were okay trying out long-distance relationships with each other. And when I talk about long-distance relationships, I am talking about that. There is some context. Either you know this individual or through networking, your family, your friends, your high school yearbook or something like that, you can connect with people that are a long distance away. I am not telling people to go put themselves through the meat grinder of giving their money to a company that probably will not deliver when it comes to finding a mate, and especially not when it comes to finding a spouse. But long distance relationships are tenable. They are a viable option that some people may find it is necessary to turn to, especially if you're in a little tiny town somewhere in Arkansas and everybody's either taken or too old or uh, maybe just a bad idea to start dating an individual in your town. So you can go through your network, expand, and say, maybe I can start a relationship with people that I know of. Okay, that's possible, but there are some things that will make it either work or not work. The first of which is making sure your online profile, however you present yourself, is a good way to present yourself. We asked some of the married women on the stream who met their husbands through online dating or who started out long distance what helped them find a good husband? And one of the things they said was, well, I skipped over all the guys that were wearing deep cut V-neck shirts, wearing their aviator sunglasses with profiles that said, when you get to my place, spread them, bite the bone or sleep alone, things like that. You skip those guys because their intentions are obviously centered around the flesh. They want a fling, not a relationship. For men, the rubric would be similar. If you want a woman who is going to be a good candidate to be a wife, somebody you could spend the rest of your life with, don't try to meet up with the girl whose profile pic is her partying at spring break in Florida. Don't look at the girl who has a swimsuit on, who's wearing uh, skimpy bikinis or something like that advertising herself as a sexual object. Now, I know, I know, some women might balk at that. I'm not a sex object. They'll say that, and then they'll advertise themselves sexually, probably in the hopes that a very specific man will take notice of them sexually. Ladies, please just quit doing that. You are not a pig up for auction at the local farm, okay? Dress appropriately. But that's a topic for a whole different kind of day where we get into the yoga pants controversies and stuff. 
we'll bring that up, but that's for a different day. Back to long distance relationships and online dating. It is possible for you to vet somebody. Again, hopefully, ideally, you have some sort of connection to them rather than just being a stranger who has to get over the mistrust hump that our low trust society has given us. If they already know you, you've got good chances. Let's say you start a relationship with somebody. You're just talking to them, talking to them, you get to know them, and eventually the topic is broached of like, hey, I kind of like you. I actually like you a lot. Let's, uh, let's see if we can do something. I'd, I'd like to enter into a courtship. However that starts. So you two, you decide, all right, let's enter into a courtship together. Give ourselves between six months and a year to find out if we are right for one another, to tie the knot, and engage in the covenant of holy matrimony. Problem. You can't take her on a date. You can't afford to fly out to where she is every weekend to take her out on a date. It's going to be more difficult to get to know the individual that you are dating long distance. And this introduces a dynamic in long-distance relationships, the key to success, without which it will inevitably fail. You get out of it what you put into it. You have to work harder at a long-distance relationship than you would in an IRL, she lives in the same town or the next town over, local relationship. You have to talk more. You have to message each other all the time. You have to be on the phone a lot. You have to be accountable to one another to know where the other person is going. Obviously, not setting up accountability for every single movement they make, at least not at first. But the both of you should understand this is about trust. They are not there to catch you if you decide to sleep with somebody else or date somebody else at the same time. You are not there to see whether or not they spend the night going to the club and they take somebody home with them. You don't have proof positive that they are good with money, that they are going to church as they ought to be. You don't have the same level of immediate trust there. You can't lay your eyes on everything. But, there is a benefit there. If you get out of it what you put into it, regarding long-distance relationships, you can see this benefit. She and I prayed together. We'd stay on the phone for four or five hours. We would watch sermons online. We'd do all sorts of things. We'd play video games together with online connectivity. We'd do screen sharing. We'd do Skyping. All of that good stuff. This turned out to be a wonderful blessing. Because before we got engaged, we knew each other really, really well. The openness and honesty and constant communication meant that we were so familiar with each other that there were very few surprises once we got to finally tie the knot and start living together. In a local relationship, meet space relationship, you have a dynamic oftentimes where a man and a woman 
end up getting married and the entire time that they were dating they were cuddling they were kissing and by the grace of God hopefully they didn't mess up and fornicate but they were always feeling those chemicals of bonding that are so wonderful and they get this pre-honeymoon phase that makes them just so lovey-dovey it's so great and then they get married and then she sees him leaving his toothbrush on the counter and he didn't really rinse it off all the way Ugh. and he starts getting familiar with some of her smells and how long she takes getting ready in the morning when they got to go get to that appointment and then you know there's this irritating thing he does where he says he's gonna do something but he has to be reminded three times and he's not even aware that he has to be reminded so he just doesn't do it all the time when he says that he's gonna do something and suddenly there's this rift in the relationship no I'm not saying my marriage has always been perfect but we started off on the right foot we got all that wonderful lovey-dovey cuddling and all the other good stuff when we first started out as married we had to put it off the distance between us kept us from being you might say love blind <laughs> of course over the course of dating we found out that we loved each other very much but it was a personal care for the other kind of love something closer to agape love that showed up so we had a wonderful advantage that started us off right and if you are in a long distance relationship you have the opportunity to make something really powerful and wonderful happen if you are willing to put in the work to take the time for it and I'm not just talking about talk a lot and do Bible studies together I'm also talking about having a good relationship with your potential future in-laws you want to do your best to get to know them as well you want to be friendly with them try to hang out whenever you take that vacation time and fly out make sure you're showing good faith by saying yeah we're having a chaperone to make sure no hanky-panky temptation goes on show that you're honorable to your future spouse's parents especially for men you don't want to be the guy that just comes out of the blue whisks a girl away and then they never get to see her again that's gonna hurt long term oh my goodness is that going to be bad <laughs> so many people get married and they forget wait a second you're marrying her and that means that you are forever connected to in-laws who are going to have opinions of you that will affect your marriage we talked about this in the frenemies of marriage in-laws can either be a great and wonderful boon to your marriage helping you guys out or they can secretly poison your marriage as they try to get you to divorce each other it's just something they find themselves doing if they don't like you they don't know that they're doing it but they end up doing it it's nasty it's bad but I digress so you want to have a good relationship with this individual that you're having courtship with you want to have a good relationship with their family you also want to keep things clean do not request 
nudes. Do not request sexy pictures or something like that. You can be a good boy and wait. Because if you have this dynamic where you're sending each other naughty pictures and you're talking dirty to each other over the phone, do you know what that's going to do to your flesh? That's going to tell your flesh, oh boy, it's time for sex. And then this person's 12, 1300 miles away. And you know masturbation's really not going to cut it eventually. And you're going to start hungering and thirsting for something a little bit more substantive, introducing the temptation to cheat and to get away with it. Don't tempt each other sexually. Don't screw this up. Just like a local meat space relationship, you want to be very careful to be virtuous in how you treat one another. Now, once the long-distance relationship is over, because it is in marriage, once you consummate that marriage, uh, trust me, you guys are going to have all the sexual energy you need to do whatever you want. You've got a whole year and a half of pent-up energy that you're going to have a lot of fun with, trust me. But, you want to be careful. And I do say a year and a half, because I am of the opinion that no relationship, no courtship, no engagement should be something that lasts five or seven or eight years. Nobody should be wondering, when are they finally going to tie the knot? When are they finally going to do it? Oh my gosh, he just keeps putting it off. She says she wants to get married someday and they just never do it. No, 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 no. A year is plenty of time to get to know somebody so much that you know whether or not marriage is in the cards. Six months is more than enough time to plan a marriage. So with courtship, six months to a year is perfectly legitimate. Engagements, up to six months. We were dating for a year. We were engaged for four or five months, just about, give or take a little bit. It's a little fuzzy, it was 10 years ago. But we kept it short because we knew what we wanted. We knew that we were perfect for each other. We did the necessary premarital counseling during that uh, engagement period and we were ready. That's plenty of time if you're willing to put in the effort. If you're noticing a theme, it is effort, but it is worth it. You get out of long distance relationships what you put into them which means you can potentially get a lot more out of a long-distance relationship than you would a meet-space dating scene experience. Now, there's also risk, because you are investing in somebody while understanding that there is going to be some ignorance. There's going to be a need for some trust between you and the person you are dating long-distance, and there is a risk that your trust might be violated. This is understandable. So a second thing to keep in mind, loose grip. Keep a loose grip. I'm not saying you can't actually love this person. I'm not saying you need to avoid catching the feels for them, as people put it these days. I am saying you must be prepared to say, let bygones be bygones. If something should happen and this long-distance relationship just doesn't work out, that's okay. 
You need to be able to tell yourself, hey, listen, we gave ourselves a year. It didn't work out. Maybe he turned out to be a piece of crap. Or maybe she just couldn't handle the rigors of long-distance relationships. Just say, okay. It was worth it to put in that effort. It was worth it to talk to somebody, to get to know something. All right. I put in that effort and I got a little bit better at talking to girls or I got a little bit better at some other stuff we practiced over, I don't know, Skype or something. I showed her me learning how to whittle and we thought it was a fun way to kill time. Great. If you keep that loose grip, then if it doesn't work out, you don't get hurt as much and you are not as invested so teach your mind to memorize the phrase, let bygones be bygones, and you'll have a better time of it if it does not work out. But again, it can work. Now, would you rather be in a local dating situation or a long distance one? I would say you should prefer to date somebody you can see. Those trust issues are a hard part of long-distance relationships. Wanting to know where they are, wanting to know who they're talking to. You might end up struggling with feelings of jealousy before you've even taken this individual on a date because you care about them and you know how easy it would be for them to cheat on you or to leave you or to decide to ghost you or something like that. There is an element where that becomes a burden and it also requires work. It's not just work in terms of communication and getting to know their family. It's not just work in terms of keeping that loose grip to say, let bygones be bygones. But also you have to work on yourself in an accelerated way. It feels like you're overheating yourself trying to be mature about the situation. And that's something that usually comes a little bit more naturally in local relationships. But... Again, you get out of it what you put into it in long distance to the point where there is some potential for your sanctification there. You can pray to God, dear God, I started dating this man or this woman online. They're 1,200, 1,500 miles away. Please help me as I wrestle with temptation, with jealousy, as I wrestle with worry and anxiety. As I wrestle with trying to be wise about my schedule and my time and trying to do all of this stuff in this relationship, please sanctify me and help me to grow up a little so I am prepared for it. And if you and this other person in this relationship are reading the scriptures together, if you're listening to sermons and stuff, or maybe even VLP resources, then there's a lot of potential there for God to just make you better people over the course of that relationship. Even if it doesn't work out, you end up being a better human being for it and a believer that glorifies God. And I think that's just about all I've got to say on the topic of long-distance relationships. I suppose there's a lot more that I could say, but it really does just boil down to that. Put in the work, keep everything clean, keep a loose grip, and be prepared to come out of it being a better person, whether the relationship works out or not. But I suppose having teased people a little bit, we will get into the yoga pants and skimpy outfits controversy 
next week. Until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.